not franchise tagged, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, where are they playing in 2024 now that they can test the free agent market and go where they want to go? Uh, do, do some of these guys land in their, their old spots? Do they stay? Does Jacob stay a Raider? There's some rumors about that. Does Pollard end up running it back with uh, Dallas one more year? Or does Pollard go somewhere like Houston? Does Barkley end up in Houston or Dallas? That's my guess for Barkley. We'll get into all that and more. Kyler Murray. We've got Marvin Harrison Jr. not attending the, the Combine. We have a whole lot to talk about. The Fantasy Football Show News Edition, Breaking News Edition, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. edition, begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show, live, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Yo, 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 welcome to the show. Appreciate everybody being here um, as you usually are, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We've got a lot of news to discuss today, a lot. I mean, this could take a little bit of time before we get to phone calls, etc., etc. If you drop a super chat, I'll try and chime in on that right away and not wait. So, super chats, file them on in. Uh, these gentlemen right here, these five gentlemen, Henry, Barkley, Eckler, Jacobs, Pollard, all not tagged. Not expected to be tagged is the current word. Um, and uh, these guys are playing football either somewhere else or they get to decide what they want to do instead of being held to that franchise tag and forced to go in a direction they may not want to go in. Where do these guys end up? We've got the uh, Barkley, Henry, and uh, Jacobs board that we can pull up and discuss some of the landing spots. And we've done this a lot, so um, almost you know beating a dead horse on where I think they're going to go. But as you know, I've said this over and over, Barkley to either Houston or LAC or Dallas. I think that that you know those are three options. Obviously, there's a lot of variables there. But uh, Henry feels like he's going to Dallas or Baltimore. I don't think he's going any other location. I feel like Henry to Dallas or Baltimore is locked in. And if Henry goes to Dallas, then obviously Barkley's going to Houston or LAC. Jacobs kind of feels like he's going to the leftover, you know, one of the leftover landing spots. I, I feel like Jacobs in Baltimore feel, I could see it. I could see Henry in Dallas, Jacobs in Baltimore, and Barkley in either Houston or LAC. And I still think LA, LAC drafts uh, Corum. I think uh, they, they find their way into having a sort of uh, you know running back by committee like Harbaugh kind of likes to run, even though people think that it's the best place for Barkley or someone to go. And it, it's going to be a good place, but there could be two running backs there that, that are used. Um, so, you know, Eckler, there, there's... there's uh, it's tough to say where he's gonna land. Um, if I if I had to guess, I would say Eckler, in maybe man, it, it's so tough. Let me pull up that board again. It's so tough to predict where Eckler is gonna go because Eckler is that one player that 
that doesn't fit some of these teams and their desires. Like Dallas wants to ground and pound. They don't want to go back to a Tony Pollard type player. They want somebody like Henry or Jacobs or Barkley. Uh, Baltimore, you never know. But I think because they have Keaton Mitchell, I know he's coming off an ACL tear. I think they do want him in that role eventually. So I don't think they go after Eckler in Baltimore. Houston would be interesting. I feel like that would be a, a pretty good fit. LAC, um, could he return? He could. Uh, there's been talk about that Harbaugh said he wanted him back, but I don't know if that'll necessarily work. I don't think Philly's a good fit, although it's not crazy to think that they bring him in and kind of do what they did with Swift and not give him the, the receptions, and that's not good for Eckler as, at his older age. Bengals are the probably my projection, and I, I've said this before a couple shows ago too. There is almost a trade that went down, almost a trade that went down where Eckler was sent to the Cincinnati Bengals last offseason. I had on good authority from two different sources I trust very much inside information that, that an Eckler to Cincy deal was really close. Like it was it was almost leaning more toward that direction than Eckler staying in, in, in LA. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I think the, the Bengals will probably uh, make a play for Eckler. If I had to make a guess, Buffalo could. Um, Pollard, where's Pollard go? I don't know. Tough to say. Could Pollard get a, get, get a starting job somewhere? Maybe. Um, I think Philly will will uh, will look at uh, potentially a Pollard if he's out there. I, I think Philly would definitely be interested in bringing Swift back, who's also an unrestricted free agent. So maybe Swift ends up not finding the, the, the bites he wants. But maybe Swift gets more bites than an Eckler because he's younger. It's tough to say, really, at this point. So I'm going to roll with final answer. My prediction is Eckler and Cincy, uh, Barkley and Houston or LAC. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is the only one I'm gonna have two different landing spots for, but I don't think that's crazy because I'm coming in strong, saying Henry to Dallas, Jacobs to Baltimore. Let me repeat that for everybody in the back of the room. I'm saying Eckler going to Cincy, Jacobs going to Baltimore, Henry going to Dallas, and Barkley going to Houston or LAC. That's kind of how. That's kind of how I, I make it as of this moment right now. Um, Eckler is a tough one to predict, though. This is a report by um, Adam Schefter saying that the uh, Cowboys are also not expected to tag running back Tony Pollard. And then down here, free agent Saquon Barkley to explore. A, uh, 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 they'd be also be unlikely to tag him at the $12.1 million tag. So that's that piece of information there. Let me just get all these out of the way, the things that we've covered. I've dropped a lot of news on my screen, and I don't necessarily need to cover all of it. Look at Cousins out there. Cousins was on a tennis court, uh, kind of odd, uh, on a tennis court doing aggressive dropback throws. So he he's planning hard on that, on both those uh, feet. You know, he's cutting left, he's cutting right, he's stepping back, he's throwing. So Cousins looks very, very, very much on pace um, to be ready here in the in the coming month, uh, especially coming months. Raiders um, attempt will attempt to re-sign free agent to be running back Josh Jacobs, so they will try and explore bringing him back. We'll see if they give him what he wants. Kind of weird they wouldn't give it to him, granted different coaching, but give it to him a, a contract extension when he deserved it, and now when he maybe didn't produce, not all his fault, but is he going to get the bag that he wants? Tough to say. Um, this piece of news here we, we talked about the other day. I just want to make sure everybody is aware of it. T. Higgins has been franchise tagged. The uh, Bengals were certainly trying to work out a long-term deal uh, with T. Higgins versus keeping him on the tag. And there's always the possibility, um, as uh, yeah, I believe it's Ron Navy on the phone, was saying, you know, hey, maybe he gets franchise tagged and traded. 
So he still could potentially be traded. I don't know that he will. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Don't rule it out. Um, Kyler Murray. Cardinals on social media said our franchise QB. Picture Kyler Murray. Bam. Splat. Right on. Right in everybody's grill. Okay. He's not going anywhere. They're not making some sort of quarterback draft selection and trading away Kyler. Uh, they don't have a high enough draft pick for it. Had they had the number one overall pick, there would have been a dilemma on the hands of Cardinal decision makers that would have perplexed them much like the Chicago Bears are perplexed. The Cardinals would have very much entertained Caleb Williams at one. I don't think Caleb's the number one. I think JD5 is the number one. Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback in this draft class. I've said it from the beginning. I said it before anybody else did. I came out with my quarterback ranking video. Everybody said, oh, over Caleb? JD5 over Caleb? Absolutely JD5 over Caleb. I I didn't even have Caleb two. I didn't. I didn't even have Caleb three. Now Caleb does go to Washington for some odd reason, and Chicago keeps Fields and drafts Marvin Harrison and doesn't trade out of the pick or something like that. And Washington takes Caleb. I could get behind that because of Kingsbury, who coached him at USC uh, just this past season, his QB coach. I think that that could be a pretty decent you know, sculpting and molding situation for a guy that I question very much in Chicago. A lot of why I don't like Caleb in Chicago is because I think Chicago is going to fail him. And I think he's got questionable uh, uh, characteristics that, that might make him bust potential in the right and wrong situations. Those could be different, right? So in, in a, in a, in a bear situation, I don't think they cater to him. I don't think they mold him and sculpt him properly. I think they fail him much like they're failing fields. Think about it. Fields to some people is garbage. Other people feel like Fields is a difference maker, a top six to seven, top eight quarterback in the National Football League. That's my my stance. I think Chicago failed him. And if Chicago can fail Fields, a much more talented player than Caleb Williams, at least at this point, what do you think they're going to do to Caleb? What do you think Shane Waldron, the new OC, comes over to replace Getze? What are we doing? Replacing one guy with another guy that I think neither is capable of the task at hand of cultivating uh, either a brand new Caleb Williams in molding him or trying to fix something that's being broken in Justin Fields. Shane Waldron is not the answer. Getze wasn't the answer. One reason why I don't want Fields to go to Las Vegas where Getze is right now. Getze went from Chicago failing Fields. Then he goes over to LV, becomes their OC. I don't really love that move. I don't hate it, but I don't love it for Fields because that maybe Getze's good. Maybe Getze does play well, but he didn't do well with Fields. I don't want the two back together. Why would I want something that wasn't jiving, even if it was just maybe Chicago? Uh, Kyler Murray is not going anywhere. He's going to be a Cardinal. Again, if the Cardinals have the one pick, they may take, they may potentially, uh, take Caleb or something like that. But I don't think there's any chance in hell that the Cardinals are going in a different direction. And, and to be honest with you, I was very critical about Kyler getting the bag early. I didn't think he deserved it. I think he's very much earned my respect the last year coming back from the ACL tear, leading a little bit more, being more vocal, not crying, not, not Kyler Murray. There was no Kyler Murray going on last year. I felt like Kyler did a great job. And I'm really excited about this young kid who's still got a lot of promise and upside and ability to be sculpted, molded, and improve his skill set. So I'm very excited about the Cardinals. I hope the Cardinals, uh, on a fan level, uh, get get Marvin Harrison Jr. at four. I think that New England and Washington would be absolutely crazy to pass on Marvin Harrison Jr. at two and three. 
if they are able to trade for Fields using multiple second rounders or whatever the hell they need to give up to get Fields. Washington and New England should get Fields and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. If that doesn't happen and no one trades up and, 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 and blocks the Cardinals, the Cardinals should have a great chance of getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, and speaking of the devil, Marvin Harrison Jr., he is not testing at the NFL Combine at all, which is ridiculous to me. I don't like it. I don't like that neighbors isn't. I don't like when any receiver or running back or quarterback thinks they're above the combined. And and I don't I I I don't know that's going to be a detriment at all to these guys because they're all kind of following suit. All the quarterbacks aren't going to throw unless they're not the big you know big three or four or so. You got you got Nicks and Penix Jr. trying to climb up draft boards, so they're going to have to go to the combine and, and throw. They're trying to make a difference. These other three quarterbacks that are locked in, they don't want to go throw and move their positioning at, at all. And I don't I don't know I don't like it. It, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to knock their values down necessarily um, because of it, but it certainly doesn't feel. Uh, like it, 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 it is the the uh, how should you say it the um, the, the the tradition of the combine and and the character of the player wanting to go out there and especially quarterbacks right go throw with a different rotational wide receiver. I don't like it. It leaves you in the dark in some respects whether this quarterback could go to a, a team where he doesn't know the wide receivers and build quick rapport with them. And this is how C.J. Stroud, who threw at the Combine, build, built rapport with Tank Dell. And after C.J. Stroud was drafted by the Texans, he immediately picked up the phone and said, Hey, next pick, I want Tank Dell. And they said, Okay, sir, we'll do, we'll do it. Tank Dell, Smitty approved. Let's draft Tank Dell. You've just been... That kind of rapport is nice. We got a, a, a $10 hauler from Matt. Matt says, Bears should keep fields and trade back uh, and pick three or four and go get Harrison Jr. And then pick nine and go get Brock Bowers. I would love to hear your take on this. Yeah, I've said this before, Matt. It's The, the only answer, is, if you had no Shane Waldron in the picture, this would be successful. I just think at the end of the day, the Bears are going to fail no matter what. Either Waldron won't revive fields the right way or he'll fail building Caleb the right way so but if I'm the decision maker and I didn't hire Waldron I brought in Kingsbury or somebody else that's more high octane offensive thinker and I had that the best move I've said this over and over Matt for for months now you take Marvin Harrison Jr. you don't even trade down you just put your balls on the table and you say I don't want somebody coming up and sniping us let's take Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, maybe you trade down to the three pick or whatever. It, it, that way you're above the Cardinals. You trade down to the three pick, maybe, like you said. That, I, I'm okay with that, but I don't even care. I would I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. I would keep Fields and Bowers, absolutely, if he's there. Bowers or a Dunze, you draft one of those guys, it's game over. You know, if I have the right OC and if it's me controlling it, I don't think Shane Waldron, I don't think Poles, I Poles knows what he's doing in some respects, but I don't know that he's putting the right pieces together. That's the problem. But, I mean, if Bowers is even there at 9, you'd be lucky because Bowers might go in the top 5, 6, 7. Adunze might not go uh, as late as 9 or 10. He might go in the top 7. Who knows? Adunze's flying up draft boards. Your boy is telling you Adunze has the ability to be really in redraft, the number one wide receiver, if he lands in the right spot and let's say uh, let's say 
the Giants somehow, some way, end up picking um, Marvin Harrison Jr., which isn't likely if the, unless the Cardinals just botch the pick, trade down. Do, Cardinals have done this before. If the Giants end up getting Marvin Harrison Jr. and he goes to New York in redraft, a Dunze in, let's say, a landing spot like, I don't know, Indy or uh, let's say a landing spot like, I'm trying to think of a, let's just say Arizona. Let's say Arizona just took a Dunze. Let's just say Arizona took a Dunze and let's say Marvin Harris, some shocking, it's not going to happen. But that would have me saying in redraft, the Dunze could be the number one wide receiver in the draft class in redraft. I still would not let it waver my dynasty opinion. But a Dunze in the right spot can be better than neighbors. And I think a lot of people need to look at a Dunze a little more. He's got Jamar Chase written all over him. He's a contested catch monster, outperformed these guys in contested catches. A Dunze would catch everything. This guy's like a 55% contested catch rate. I think yesterday I was exaggerating and I, I, a couple people took me seriously. I said it was like 80 to 100. It's like 55% contested catch rate. I believe Marvin Harrison was in like 44-45. So Adunze is a, a contested catch machine. Like higher than you should ever be. It, he, he's ridiculously amazing at contested catches. Thank you Matt for the, the $10 hauler. You get a moonshot for that. But yeah, no, I've said that exact recipe the moon. for the Bears. But the problem is, I don't know that the Bears are going to keep fields and they're going to make a mistake. Um, again, I don't know that they can go in a direction that isn't going to end up in a disaster, though, because of Waldron. I, I don't know that that was the right. It's not that Waldron can't be good if he had an existing good quarterback. But to have Shane Waldron cultivate a guy with question marks in Caleb or try and fix a guy that's developing bad habits and was completely misused and he's going to be backfields in the same situation where he's kind of like questioning himself. I, I don't know that Waldron and Fields in Chicago is the right recipe. Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, a little bit disappointed. Uh, Malik Neighbors in uh, contention to be the top wide receiver taken will be at the NFL scouting combine for interviews, but he will he won't run or test. This is garbage. It's garbage. All the wide receivers that aren't going to test, it's garbage. And if it were me, I would say I'm going and I'm going to stand out like a monster. Malachi Corley is going to the combine to prove everyone wrong. Malachi Corley is going to the combine to prove he's a moon man, ladies and gentlemen. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Look at Malachi Corley. Look at all these rookies on the Moonman list. It became a rookie extravaganza. I didn't expect it to. I think we got to put Bowers on the Marsman. Let me put Bowers on the Marsman list so we can clear this board a little bit. Um, let's see here. Let's put him on the Marsman list. Marsman. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Marsman. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Congratulations, Brock Bowers. I keep thinking he's on the Marsman anyway. I always say, Brock Bowers is a Marsman. And I hit this button and he's not there. And I go, oh. The Moon Man. He's over on the Moon Man list. We needed to get rid of, uh, we need to get rid of a rookie on this list. We can't have everybody on this list. Look at these, look at these guys. Corley is on the Moon Man list. And Corley's going to go and, and prove everybody wrong. Everybody wrong. 
Um, I just don't like that these guys aren't practicing. Uh, Peter King wrote, this will be good for Matt. Um, I don't know that I'd take Peter King's statement here with uh, anything but a grain of salt. Um, Peter King wrote that his foot, uh, uh, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing. Of course, he says that. But that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. So, I, I, again, take that with a grain of salt. I think the Bears are definitely trading Justin Fields. The only way they wouldn't is if they couldn't get what they wanted. And then they decided to backtrack and go in the direction of, well, let's just keep them and let's bring in more talent. I think we can do it this way. They're definitely wavering, right? So they're wavering on what what approach feels better to them uh, based on the trade value of Fields. So that's going to weigh in. They're not just going to trade Fields no matter what. They're going to trade them if the price is right. Now, what I said months ago that everybody laughed at in, in my own chat even was that they were going to go after a first-round pick. And while everybody's going to say that it's not going to happen, Smitty, look, relax, Bob, relax. I, I, I get that it's not as likely, right, that a team's going to surrender the first-round pick, but that was my assessment of what he was worth before any of this started kicking off. When we're talking about, like, during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl wasn't even hadn't even occurred yet. And if I'm trading for fields, my expectation is that I'm giving up a first-round pick, not necessarily two, three, four, but if, let's say, you're the Seattle Seahawks and you want Justin Fields, you're giving up to 16 overall. Let's say you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you want Fields, you're giving up to 20 overall. Let's say you're the uh, Miami Dolphins, which, oh my God, is there a better spot than the Miami Dolphins? The answer is no. I'll answer that for you. But they're not looking for a quarterback. They apparently love Tua Tagovailoa for some reason. But the Dolphins would have to surrender the 21. I think the Raiders should have to surrender the 13 or at least do a move down 13 to a second round pick. That's not surrendering a first rounder necessarily. It's moving one down. Same thing with Minnesota. Same thing with uh, the Giants or, you know, um, you know, you could argue that with the Washington and New England two and three picks, but that's something I wouldn't even surrender. I'd rather just pick JD5. I think JD5 is better than Fields anyway. I really do. So the two and three are out of the question in terms of surrendering that for a quarterback. But I think as you get into the teens, it's not that crazy of at least a move down. And and a lot of people think that's crazy and off the wall, but that's what the Bears are going to look for. Uh, B-Man says, Waldron is a QB uh, collective guy and Caleb is training with them. Waldron could be good fit for Caleb. Waldron helped Gino with his quicker release. I, I know a lot of people have said, what look what he's done with Gino. But that doesn't, what he's done with Gino doesn't, that doesn't, that's not the best of the best to me, G-Men, or B-Men. Uh, that's not the best of the best. Like, like you, you're bringing in Caleb, who's got character questions and a lot of other question marks. You need the best of the best. We don't need somebody that helped Gino Smith with his quicker release. You know what I mean? And I appreciate your super shot. I'm not ripping on your take. I'm just saying they should have went and got Kingsbury. Who you could rip on as a head coach all you want, but he is one of the best offensive minds in football. His aerial attack is absolutely uh, record sets records in college football. He's coached three, four Heisman Trophy winners. He's coached Patrick Mahomes on top of that, and he was Caleb Williams' QB coach. Why wouldn't you bring in Cliff Kingsbury? He was Caleb Williams' QB coach. You already know he knows how to deal with Caleb. But the Bears bring in Waldron, who, uh, Beban, again, I've said this over and over. I'm not saying Waldron's awful. I'm just saying this is a this is not the guy you bring in to salvage your career as a head coach and, and GM and, and Ryan Poles to say, hey, Waldron, save us. Waldron? 
Like, could he be good with an existing structure and everything that doesn't need the the track record that we need to see? It's not like Shane Waldron can't do it, but I haven't seen him do what he needs to do with these two particular situations. We need a magician. We need a miracle worker. We need somebody that can create a fantastic potent offense. Kingsbury was the only answer. That That's my take, and I appreciate yours, B-Man. I'm not saying you're wrong. We'll find out later. And I'm not saying Waldron's a complete bust yet. I'm just saying I don't like it. Among some of the other uh, other top QBs, Washington's Michael Penix Jr. plans to throw in front of scouts in Indy. Let's go, Michael Penix Jr. Appreciate you. That's what I like to hear. Jaden Daniels, one of the NFL QBs, plans to throw at his pro day rather than the combine. And as much as I love Jaden Daniels, I'd say, you know, boo-hoo on this too. But, you know, just telling you that his stock is rising like your boy predicted. And he'll arguably be considered as the number one quarterback by a lot of teams. Probably not the Bears, which is great because I don't want JD5 going to the Bears to get ruined. I don't want him in in a Bears uniform at all. I don't want him anywhere near Chicago. Um, so Penix is going to throw. Uh, Bo Nix is going to throw. JD or JJ McCarthy is going to throw. So those guys are obviously a lot lower. They they have more to lose by not throwing, you know. Whereas the other guys, they're they're climbing boards, and you almost don't want to mess with what's going on. That's kind of the way JD Five thinks. Uh, Jordan. Uh, or this this ESPN reporter says he's been told by multiple sources that the situation, if the situation presents itself correctly, the Giants would open, be open to drafting a quarterback in the first round. Um, this is interesting because Danny Dimes comes with such a huge dead cap hit and commitment. But the Giants, as I, I said to a caller who called in and said he thinks the Giants will draft a quarterback, I said, should they draft a quarterback? 100%. Will they? I don't know that they will. I don't think they will. I think if they were going to get JD5 or Caleb or something, they would. But I don't know that they're going to know what to do with the six pick with once JD5 may and Caleb are off the board. I don't think the Giants will take one of the other quarterbacks because I don't think they know what they're doing. The fact that you re-signed Danny Dimes to a big fat contract shows you don't know what you're doing. The fact that you didn't lock up Barkley... And build around him and bring in a different quarterback shows you don't know what you're doing. Why not have Danny Dimes franchised, franchise tagged last year, have Barkley on the long-term deal, and walk into this draft saying we're drafting Bo Nix, Penix Jr., and we have Barkley locked down. Or or you you bring in uh, Fields using a second couple second rounders. You bring in Fields and you draft Neighbors or Dunze. It's just the Giants don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, so therefore I don't know what to believe. They're. I don't think they'll do the right thing is what I'm trying to tell you. And so I told that caller when he called in the other day, do I think they should draft a quarterback at six? Absolutely. Will they? I don't think so. I don't think so. Derrick Henry won't be tagged. We talked about that. Barkley won't be... Oh, that's not Barkley. That's Brandon Staley. <laughs> that might be the new... DC of the San Francisco 49ers. You fire Wilkes and you bring in Brandon Staley. It's not official, uh, but it does seem to be where the the news is pointing. But 
the the Niners keep things under wraps, so it wouldn't shock me if this is not the pick. But if they bring in Brandon Staley, the Niner fan base is gonna roast him. And and the you know anti-Niner fan bases out there, the the rivals everywhere, fandom is going to roast the Niners decision to bring in Staley. That's a bad move. You know why Shanahan is such a bad coach? He's a great OC. Great OC. One of the best OCs in the game. So good that he overshadows his bad coaching about 80% of the time. That's how damn good of an OC Shanahan is. Play caller, schemer. He's a magician. He's a savant. Shanahan is so good at OCing, you don't know he's a bad coach half the time. But he's such a bad coach, he won't bring in Vrabel, and he won't bring in... A guy like Bill Belichick, not saying that, that those guys for sure want the job, but Shanahan wouldn't even go near Vrabel because he's a dominating figure that is going to potentially threaten his 2025 tenure. And so would Bill Belichick. The moment you bring Bill Belichick and Vrabel into the, the, the fold, everybody's going to start saying, why don't we just swap them or, or tell Shanahan he could be OC or he's gone and Vrabel becomes head coach in 2025. Mark my words. This guy Shanahan's going to pick somebody that's just going to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, because Shanahan's got an ego that he can't control, and Shanahan won't do the right thing and bring in the right DC because of his ego. Jonathan Brooks, rookie running back, reportedly going to be ready for camp. This is arguably the number one running back on most everyone's board if he had not tore his ACL but he's coming in with the torn ACL. So it's hard to rank him one, two, even three out of rookie running backs, at least from a redraft or a dynasty now perspective. But definitely a lot of upside. But where he goes will determine everything. Where he goes is critical. It's everything. It means everything to this equation. Jonathan Brooks can't go because of his ACL tear. He falls really far to a crowded situation. Then it's not going to work. But if he goes to the right situation, then he's going to explode. We got, I want to be there. I want to be here. I'm sorry. I want to be here. And that's the end of the story. Or uh, roughly quoting what he said at the second part of that. But A.J. Brown clearing the air about wanting not to be in Philly because A.J. Brown did say some stuff before the playoffs began. Walking into a wild card weekend of football where this guy was injured and not playing, he scrubbed his social media and decided to make a pretty ridiculous statement at that moment in time. When the team's going to fight in a playoff game and you can't play because you're hurt, you say, I, you know, you scrub your social media and you act all pissed off and like you want out. Now, clearly he came came around. Clearly he wants to be in Philly. But, um, and, and this goes back to Jalen Hurts. All you Jalen Hurts doubters out there saying these things because you're bored in the offseason like Jalen Hurts isn't a top five NFL quarterback. He is in fantasy, but he's not an NFL top five quarterback. You're just bored. You're just a bored Benjamin and you don't know what to do with yourself. You don't realize all the inner workings of what's been going on or the, the lack of inner workings in Philly where they had no real good command of this offense after... Steichen left. After losing both your DC and OC, you walk in with not the right pieces and things kind of fall apart. But because the team's so good, because Jalen Hurts is so good, 
they still skate by. They still almost get deep into the playoffs, but it didn't happen because they didn't have the right pieces. They fell apart. It's not a long-term falling apart. It's a short-term bump in the road. And a lot of teams have had this. Jalen Hurts with Kellen Moore, the new OC, to finally replace Steichen with somebody that can actually do the job and do it well and do it maybe as good, not as good as Steichen because Steichen's good, man. That's why I love AR5 because Steichen's over in Indy coaching up a man named freaking AR5 and he's a Saturn man. The Saturn men. One small step for man, one giant leap Saturn! 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 Look at him! AR5, absolute spaceman, Saturn man. Extraordinaire, spaceman extraordinaire. Steichen is going to turn that man into a monster. He already is. He's going to turn him into a monster. But Kellen Moore is finally here to save the day, to pick up the pieces, and maybe get this Philly offense back on not only track, but on the same track, same level. Same level. Um, My post was a question, not a statement on Hertz. Uh, Mustard, I didn't even know you said anything. So you're assuming that I'm speaking to you, Mustard. I'm not. I don't even know. No offense, but I don't even, I don't even know what the chat's saying right now. I'm in a monologue mode, Mustard. I just glance over once in a while, but I had no idea you said a single negative thing about Hertz. The fact that you did say something about Hertz, though, and you're bringing it to my attention, I'm taking away your Bijan card. Your Bijan card has been revoked. But, but no, Mustard, I didn't know you said anything. Jalen Hurts with Kellen Moore is going to the freaking moon. No, strike that. He's not going to the moon. He's taking Jalen Hurts to Saturn. Along with A.J. Brown, along with Devontae Smith, along with Goddard, along with the running back they bring in or retain in Swift. Maybe they bring in Pollard. Maybe they bring in an Eckler. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? You know what I do know? That I'm hangry. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in almost 24 hours. I'm still on my fast. My 72-hour challenge where I'm drinking only water and my mouth is dry. Oh. I'm so hungry. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to last. I probably won't last till the time in and out closes at 1.30 p.m. Arizona time. Reason I say that is because I'm walking slash running. I'm doing about three miles of running and then the rest of it walking. About, let's we'll call it six to six to seven, six to eight miles in that range per day as I do this. And I think having six to eight miles per day and over 3,500 calories burned per day, I'm burning 3,500 calories per day while I'm not eating is probably not the exact combo you need for a 72 hour fast. I'm dying inside. I'm losing tons of weight. It's really good. I'm very happy. I think I'm going to keep it off. I think it's all very motivating. It's all very successful. I don't think I'm going to fail uh, by 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 quitting at 50, hour 55 or whatever. If I don't make it to 72, it, I'm not going to look at it as a failure because I'm down literally six, seven, about eight pounds. I'm down eight pounds. I know I'm going to keep it off. The water weight wallies out there, they're going to say, you're just going to get it back, Smitty, because I'm just going to be negative on this, and I know everything about it. You're just going to get it back. It's water weight, Smitty. I'm drinking tons of water. And the other thing you need to understand, son, is that this has motivated me 
in ways that I couldn't have been motivated. And the fact that I'm down eight pounds right now, and yeah, I might gain a pound and a half back when I go to in and out at 1.30 p.m. tonight, I'm losing it because my metabolism is in full go mode. And being eight pounds lighter, I'm running further. I'm running harder. I'm not dragging a meat suit around like I've got. I'm wearing a meat suit and it is heavy as hell. I feel like I'm floating like a feather out there. So I'm actually in a running state that I wouldn't have been in had I not dropped the 8 LBs. Therefore, I will keep off the 8 LBs because I'll keep running. When you burn 3,500 calories a day and you go about 7-8 miles, three of which is running, you, you, you could go back to eating. You're not gaining that weight back. As long as you're not eating... 2500 calories of, of garbage a day if i'm eating like my normal one and a half meals i kind of intermittent fast i'm eating like one and a half meals during a one meal sitting because i intermittent fast still i'm still going to intermittent fast on this i'm going to keep it down i'm not ashamed uh, peanut butter and waivers is doing it with me matt o is doing it with me uh, peanut butter and waivers says he's down five pounds so far congratulations peanut butter and waivers don't let anybody tell you you're going to gain it back it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, uh, B-Men says 72 is super rough. It is. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Mike says you can do it. 72 hours is tough, but you got this. I don't know that I do because I'm just burning so many calories. It's making me really weak. And I'm just, I I, I, I don't think I'm going to hate not going 72. I think part of me wonders if all the calories I'm burning, if I'm going to get myself sick or something. Because I think most people that do 72 hour fast are not burning 3,500 calories a day and not running three miles plus another four walking, four or five walking. So uh, Matto says, I am at six pounds. So Matto's dropped six pounds. You guys are doing great. Keep doing it. It's, it's, I feel very, very good. I feel I'm a little bit let down that I'm not going to probably make, and I'm already set myself up for failure by telling you I'm going to eat in and out by midnight. But, you know, I make it to 52 hours, 50, whatever. I'll be super happy about that. That's almost 72. Uh, it's fine. Um, I have a feeling Matto and Peanut Butter might make it. They might make it. D-Town says, I got this. I don't think I got it. I'm just burning too many calories. And someone said, hey, why don't you stop running as much get through the 72 hours? I don't want to. That's the best part of this. The best component of this is burning 3,500 calories a day. Like, and I've also heard and read that when you get to 48 hours, that's where the magic really happens. 48 hours, you, you start producing different, you know, uh, things in your body that, that help fight different things. Your immune system gets a huge boost. Um, the 48 hour to 72 probably amplifies what the, what you're, the gains you're getting in the 48. I get that. And I probably lose about five, six pounds, hardcore pounds from that, the 50 hour mark to the 72. But it is what it is. I'm going in and out. I'm doing it. I, I'm, I'm admitting it. At midnight, I'm there. One, one thirty, I'm there. I just don't think I can, I can hold back. Uh, let's open the phone lines up. Appreciate everybody dropping super chats. Matto, congrats. Peanut butter, congrats. Keep doing it, guys. Anybody else out there that's doing it, do it. Appreciate you. Uh, here we go. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, Dad, Daddy D Dennis says arbitrary numbers. Yeah, I mean that's also true. Like I'm not worried about the numbers as much as how fit I feel, how much I can carry myself in a run, and not feel like I'm dragging just a bunch of heavy backpacks full of weights. That's the way I feel like I, I've been running the last couple months. But I felt very, very good for the first time. Um, 
you've already done more than most. It's a win, says Mike. Appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me when people say you're you're quitting, Smitty. You're quitting. I'm not quitting. It's try it yourself. It's hard. Seventy two hours, and and then if you if you if you've done it before, try seventy two hours while burning thirty five hundred calories a day on top of it. Because I don't know that it's the right recipe. I feel like maybe I I I. I feel like maybe I did I did it wrong by doing that, but at the same time, I'd rather do 48 hours with 3,500 calories a day than not burn those calories and not walk those steps. And I'm I'm going about 15,000 steps um, at, at the end of the day now per day. I'm going 15,000 per day. Um, the the day prior, I started off I think with 10, and the day prior to that was 12. So I, I got a nice little like leapfrog into it all, and then I've been going strong ever since. So I've been going like it's been like t- 12, 10, like 14, 15, and then it'll be 15 tonight. That's a lot of steps in back to back to back to back to back days. Uh, dial in, dial in, dial in. Appreciate you all. AJ Brown here to stay. AJ Brown here to stay, and that means Jalen Hurts, Devonte Smith, the whole the whole lot of them with. Kellen Moore are going to the top. Kellen Moore, you may say, oh, he failed, Smitty. He just failed us in OC, didn't he? Yeah, well, whatever. In in Dallas, we know what he was capable of doing. He created CeeDee Lamb, helped cultivate CeeDee Lamb. He's helped keep Dak Prescott afloat and turn him into the quarterback that he currently is. The McCarthy system of run the damn ball didn't work. Guess what McCarthy did? He resorted back to Kellen Moore's system. So Kellen Moore is very successful. Kellen Moore can create a top five offense in the National Football League like that if you give him talent. Does Kellen Moore have less talent in Philly than he did in Dallas? No. I would venture to say one could argue either side's better by a hair or that either side's equal to the other side. I love the weapons that Kellen Moore has been handed almost more than the weapons he had in Dallas. And I think that Kellen Moore is going to take the Eagles to an NFC Championship game in 2024. Mark it down right now. You heard it from me. Kellen Moore is taking the Eagles back to an NFC Championship game, and he's doing it live. Carnivore, uh, yeah, I'm doing carnivore on top. I'm gonna, I mean, it's a loosely based carnivore. I'll still have. You know, some stuff like I'm not cutting out pizza once a week and I don't need to do that. If I'm if I'm burning thirty five hundred calories a day, I don't need to do it to do that. I can definitely manage. I'm still gonna drink two or three Cokes a day. Maybe I won't drink ten, but I'll drink two or three without a hesitation, not even a breaking a sweat. And then I'm gonna go out and walk for it. I'm gonna go out and walk and get thirty five hundred uh calories burned. I'm gonna go get seven to eight miles put in per day. And then I'll be good to go. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? The phone line, phone line's not working. Let me restart them. Let's restart these phone lines. All right, dial in. I, I think it should work now. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Did Kellen Moore fail? Yeah, but Chargers are, uh, you know, they 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 feel a lot, a lot like the Bears. You know, if anybody was to say, hey, Smitty gets he's going to be good in LV, and I've, I've not said he's not going to be. P. 
people twist my words. I said he's not good for Fields because he couldn't figure out how to use Fields properly. That what that wasn't a getsy quarterback, maybe. That's at least how I would approach it until I was proven otherwise. I wouldn't go experiment if I was LV and bring in get bring in Getsy like they did, and then go get Fields and pair the two back together. I would say, hey Getsy, who's your quarterback? What's your type? Um, and and anyway, what I was trying to say is, do I blame Getsy for the debacle in Chicago? Not really. I, again, I don't mind him in LV. I just don't want him in LV with Fields. Do I bring? Do I blame Kellen Moore for not doing what he did in Dallas over? in LA no because I've seen him produce I've seen I know what he is he's done it he's done it he's been very very good guess he's different right but but Kellen Moore that's like Kingsbury Kingsbury and Kellen Moore are two of the best people you could bring in to run your offense and let everybody doubt Kingsbury all they want I could care less Kingsbury knows what he's doing he's gonna smash Um, I love Coca-Cola. I know from experience cutting back on Coke alone makes a world of difference. I know. I just need to cut back though. I don't, I don't want to get rid of it. I enjoy it too much. But the problem is I'll sip on like four of them as an appetizer after a meal. I'll, I'll drink two or three with a meal and I'll sip on four more. I'll easily have seven or eight Cokes in a day. Minimum. The Mexican sugar, real sugar Cokes. I'll, I'll have seven or eight in a day. Easy. Uh, so I need to go to two or three. I really, I really do need to do that. What I also noticed too, I think this fasting helped me realize that like, if I could cut out the cokes and drinks that that would make me, like that would give me more food to eat. You know what I mean? So I, I, I definitely want to have more food, maybe less beverage, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I, guys, I, I reset the phone line again. I don't know what's going on. Uh, dial in, dial in, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Yeah, I wasn't suggesting you're gonna get rid of it, um, drinking coke. But I just meant like I, I. A lot of people say I should get rid of it, and I, I just can't. I just can't. No way. Tim Tebow refused to throw at the combine. Says Daddy Dennis. How did that work out? How did that work out, Daddy Dennis? Etn over Barkley. Uh, chat, vote on that one. Um, I, I, I think I agree. I just think that Barkley in, in a situation this year, like Houston or Dallas could make that not true. ETN feels like he's very capable of being misused next year. I, you know, I'm a little worried about, you know, can he replicate what is going on? DeBalt, you're live. What's up, Smitty? What's up? Hey, so uh, I've been I've been trying to call it. Well, not trying to call it. I just haven't been able to call in about the T Higgins deal. Um, <clears throat> I know he got tagged and all, but uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation that, uh, of course, he's unhappy about it. He don't like being tagged, and he may even just hold out until he gets an actual deal. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Knowing that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, look, look, look how it worked out. Let's review who's done that in the past. How did that work out for Jacobs? Mm -hmm. Not very well. You know, how how'd that how'd that work out for Barkley? At least Barkley stayed healthy, though. 
but but it didn't necessarily do anything. It only puts your body in a position where it's playing from behind. Your team is kind of moved on, and in the offseason without you, and you have no rapport. Look at Debo Samuel holding out how badly he played that that year, walking into 2022. He even said that that was the reason. He was out of sync. He was not in shape. You can say, I work out all I want, but when you're not on the field playing with your teammates, it's a whole different thing. That's why Ayuk is going to be very dangerous for the Niners. And Shanahan's dumb decision-making to wait on uh, uh, making this uh, this whole thing complete. This whole, you know, signing and extending Ayuk is the right move right now. Not to mention it frees up some money because it's actually cheaper this yeah. year to do that, but... Uh, I don't. I don't know if Higgins is gonna. We'll see what Higgins does. I know they're trying to work out a long term deal while he's franchise tagged, but if Higgins wants to get paid like a top five wide receiver, which I believe is in his mindset, he's not gonna get that. He's not gonna sniff that. The Bengals are not gonna nah. give him that. And if that's that's his expectation, he's gonna be waiting until the eleventh hour. He'll come back. He'll get hurt because he's an injury prone player anyway, and he's not even a wide receiver one capable guy. He's a high end wide receiver two at best. And and if he thinks he's going to get top five wide receiver no, m- money, it, maybe the Bengals give it to him, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I've seen crazier things happen, but that would be dumb of the Bengals to do that. And this guy's going to get hurt. He's a walking injury to begin with. If he's going to sit out the offseason or a big chunk of it, he's going to get hurt. And then he's going to get nothing the next yeah. year because no one's going to sign him to a big deal. I agree. I agree. And, and to me, that kind of draws a red flag with uh... – I mean, I understand it's real early. Uh, it's, real, it's real early um, uh, before we start talking about the actual drafts. But um, with all that said, let's just say he does hold out. Like, what are you going to put him at? Like, is he right now, what do you think is like a round four receiver? I don't think he's that high for me. I, and, and if that means I don't own him in, in one single league, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. So be it. Um. I, I just I just can't take him as my fourth drafted player. T. Higgins, no, thank you, no, thank you. I'd you yeah. know who you know who's in round four. You know who lives in round four that, that wins leagues. Patrick Mahomes. Like, give me a, give me my True. early quarterback. Patrick Mahomes early quarterback round four. It's called late quarterback. People take take Patrick Mahomes over T. Higgins every single time. Every four point one Patrick Mahomes, not T. Higgins. That that'd be my take anyway. No, I, I agree with you. I've I seen ETN, ETN go that if way. Patty's, if Patty's right there, if he's there, you know, yeah, I would take him too. And that's what I mean. Like, it, it kind of draws a lot of like, flags. I, I don't even know if uh, if I'm going to take him over a lot of other number twos. Like, I mean, I understand Nico and Tank are kind of drafting ADP kind of similar around the same spot. But you consider other number twos out there. Like, the, no, I'm not talking about, like, Devontae or anything like that. But just other number twos in the league – that you're going to be drafting, you think T. Higgins would be up there on that draft value right now? Because I too believe it's not going to be a good season for him if he, if he does follow that route. I just, I guess the way to, the best answer to the question is, I, I think T. Higgins is a uh, not even the the elite of the elite wide receiver twos. And I think Devontae Smith might be considered a wide receiver two fantasy value wise, but I think he's a low end wide receiver one. So I think Devontae okay. Smith is a light years ahead of T. Higgins in my mind. If I'm drafting late wide receiver, let's say I go running back, running back, quarterback, 
and I'm drafting a wide receiver in round four, and Devontae Smith is there, I'm happy as can be that that's my number one wide receiver. That's just me. I, I believe in Devontae Smith. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I believe in Kellen Moore. I believe in the Eagles, as I've alluded to. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I, believe, I, I think Kellen Moore is going to do great. And it's okay if people feel differently. Yeah. It's okay if you like Higgins as much as Devontae Smith. No one has to agree with what I say all the time. That's not that's not how fantasy works. But I personally do not believe in T. Higgins to that degree. I, I think T. Higgins reminds me of Deontay Johnson in terms of like people overvaluing him. I think he reminds me of where Waddle like like if if anybody thinks T. Higgins is worth, you know, a third rounder, let's say, or a late third rounder. That's, that feels very similar to how everybody overvalued Waddle at 13 and 14 overall. Remember how, I don't know if you guys remember how much I'd lose it when I'd see Waddle go at 13 and 14 in our mock drafts. I'd be like, what are you guys doing? Like, Waddle at 13 is not even the number one wide receiver on his team. How can you take a non, not a number one wide receiver in the second round? Like, even the third round. That's why I, I, I never really owned Waddle except for in the Marsman League because everybody heard me preach on it so long. He fell to the fourth round, and I didn't even I didn't even love it there. I was like, I'll take Waddle here, I guess, because you guys are all so scared to take him because I keep talking him down. But but Waddle wasn't even worthy of a top three round pick, you know. To me, I I don't I think Waddle's solid, um, but there's there's no like he's not a bad player. Higgins Waddle. They're not bad players. They're just not elite wide receiver ones. Now, if Hill gets hurt or something, Waddle could definitely develop oh, yeah. in, into a low-end wide receiver. Yeah. But right now, he's got a guy named Tyreek Hill there that's going to make it impossible for him to be a top 10 wide receiver on the regular. No, I, I agree. I mean, Waddle, Waddle is great, but it's he, he will always be the number. That reminds me of, of, of Palomine. He, this past dynasty season, he traded... Away T. Higgins for Amari Cooper. And I was like, bro, what are you thinking? And uh, that was a pretty smart move this season. Well, I think they're they're <laughs> very know, I think they're very close this year. Um, yeah, I'm just talking about age. You yeah, know, I, I would say like, okay, where, where's where's um, where's Higgins going? Higgins is ADP 41 overall, so it's in the four, fourth round. Um, mm-hmm. I mean that that feels right. I I, I don't know that I like it. Over players like Drake London, who's right there, Devontae Smith, who's right there. So I'll take Devontae Smith in London over Higgins all day long. Yeah. At 40 overall, you're talking about running backs like Pacheco. I'll take Pacheco. Rashad White. I'll take Rashad White over Higgins. I'll take uh, Jacobs, probably. Henry. I'll probably take Henry over him. Henry's going to be in Dallas, probably. Dallas or. or uh, Baltimore and I, while I'm not excited about him staying healthy all year, those are those are good spots. Yeah, Henry's gonna see. I think Henry and Dallas. Honestly, I would take them. I would take them pretty high because I think Henry and Dallas. He's gonna take back that old old school Zeke role. He's gonna be in the red zone. He got a ton of touchdowns. He's gonna be the red zone punisher. You know, which what Tony Pollard's lacking. Um, I'd be very, very blunt. Yeah. I was never uh, understand the channel. We like, we liked Pollard. I was not one of them. I didn't draft Pollard in any leagues. Well, uh, he, I, he proved... I, I, I followed him, and he just, I just didn't see it in the red zone. Like, I'm like, he's a third down he back. Pro- if he, he gets proved to be twenty. I'm in. He proved to be bad in the red zone. Although right. I don't, I don't think it was set up that way. He looked like he was going to be, but like when on that touchdown run, where, um, 
where he was he was running like this. He was he was right here. De defender was right here. He had the ball like right here, and all he had to do was just run into the end zone. And somehow there were two yeah. defenders here. Somehow there's a picture of it. I'll put up on my IG later. Somehow he didn't score. Somehow he he had the ball right here. It literally, I swear to you, it was like this much separation. Maybe this defender was like right here. But Tony Pollard was right here. All he had to do was angle this way slightly, and he would have been untouched mm -hmm. in the end zone. Somehow, some way, with nobody over on this side of the field, Pollard cuts back this way and goes right into the defender right at the inch yard line <laughs> and doesn't get in. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and that's where, uh, that, this is where the Cowboys really missed Zeke was situations like that because Pollard is not uh, between the tackles. That's why they're like going that. after Jacobs or they're going after Henry or they're going after Barkley. Dallas yeah. will have one of those three Ooh. guys. Not, not Barkley. I want Barkley to go, go Matek. Maybe. You know, but uh, but one, of, one, of those, me. one of those three guys will be in Dallas. Dallas is not going to mess oh, around yeah. between the tackles. They're going to grab one of them. It, it would be cool if they grabbed Braylon Allen, though. I think that would be uh, Ooh, I, that would be awesome. Braylon Allen. Braylon well, Allen I'm telling so. you, though, uh, don't, don't sleep on Marshawn Lloyd. I'm just telling you. Yep. He's going to show some in the combine, and he's going to show that some of that 40 speed. Yep. He's a guy I'm kind of leaning, but... Uh, it's gonna be great. The combine is not not too far away. All right, pal. But yeah, that's that. That was it. Oh, and one last thing. One last thing. I forgot to mention. Um, in in one of my dynasty leagues, or well, my best team, um, I actually I actually backed off on a trade for the number one. I, I want to keep my 103 and 110 because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my team. I'm gonna draft JD five, and then I'm gonna get Rome at ten. So uh, I'm gonna good make luck. my team a good lot better. Good luck getting Rome getting at Harvard, getting good luck getting Rome oh. at ten. All these guys, they, they like these. Like, I have the youngest QBs in the league. Uh, in the, well, some of the youngest, you know, with AJ, uh, with CJ Stroud in the Air Five. But like, some guys are are here. Start their number one quarterback is uh, well Bryce Young and uh, uh, Daniel Jones and uh, Baker Mayfield and Stafford. And I'm like, these guys are going to have to go after these quarterbacks. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But if anything, I can always make a trade. I, I really like Rome. I like Rome more than neighbors. I think he's going to climb. I think he's going to climb up big time. I don't think he'll get him at ten, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. See you, Debalt. Appreciate yeah. you. Well, Later. Thanks. Later. Yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah Rome is a a moon man for a reason. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Look at him. Look at him. What's up, Rock Out? Space Moon says. What's happening? I want to weigh in a couple of spots. I think they could go. I'm not 100% they might go, but I would say Barkley to Houston. I would say Henry to the Ravens and Jacobs to Dallas. So Bar Barkley to Houston. Very, I have him going to Houston or LAC, so we're on the same page there. Henry to where? Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, he's either going to Dallas or Baltimore. I like that. And then... And then uh, and then I got Jacobs going to Dallas. Yeah, that could happen for sure. I feel like Jacobs gets to go to the leftovers, but but Henry and Barkley are going. Henry's picking between Dallas and Baltimore. Barkley's going to be picking between Houston and LAC. And then the leftover, the best leftover spot goes to Jacobs. Or Eckler. 
Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure about Eckler and Pollard. I'm having a time with that with those two. Yeah, I'd probably go Eckler right now. As much as I, I don't love Eckler and Henry staying healthy because of how old they are, Henry's going to a great situation. Henry's going to one of these two spots, and even at 900 yards, and let's say he slows down a little bit, like 10, 12 touchdowns are totally possible. What's up, Lincoln? Yeah, Eckler would probably be the last one to sign because he, he, th- he thinks his value is this high. Oh, man, I'm 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 dying right now. I'm pro- approaching hour forty eight coming up here this next hour or so, and uh, I I, de- I definitely don't think I'm last until past one thirty tonight. Like that'll get me over the fifty hour mark. I'll get into the fifty two hour mark, something like that. I forget what the number will be, but I'll be at fifty two, fifty three, somewhere around there. Twenty about twenty hours shy of my 72 hour fast, but I mean, I I'm burning so many calories. My body doesn't feel, I know it's a mental hurdle and a physical hurdle, but my body feels like it's completely, you know, not in a good, like it was in a good place earlier. I felt good when you're, when you feel like your, your body's eating the fat reserves, you feel good. Now I'm feeling like there's something yeah. else, some other switch that got flipped. I need to get something in my system. I think, cause I'm burning too many calories. I'm, I have a feeling I, no matter how much water I drink, I'm getting dehydrated no matter what, because I'm burning too many calories because I'm going seven, eight miles on top of it. And I don't, I don't know if I should be doing all that. I'd rather eat and continue to do that. Yeah. Sleep is a cheat code. I tried to sleep through a lot of the day. Problem is I can't sleep very well because I'm hungry and I, I wake up. I literally have horrible sleep. I slept like two hours the night before I slept like four or five hours last night. So I can't even sleep through it. Yeah, um, that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that Maybe I want. Two. I don't even know that I want to do seventy-two hours. To be honest, like I think I could do forty-eight again, but yeah, I think seventy-two might not. This might not be for me. I think I, I lose a good. I've already lost about eight pounds. I lose a good eight pounds. That's good. I don't necessarily need to go to twelve and like be in some sort of like state. I need to go to the hospital or something like that. I, I like forty-eight. I did did pretty good with it. I feel very comfortable getting to like 52 hours and then because 48 is like that mark. I want to make sure I cross it and like give myself an hour or two buffer to to make sure that whatever when you cross 48 hours, something happens. I've read a few places like it just your body starts producing different things and you start your your immune system gets reset. But you need to go like the 48 hours. And I went, I'm you know, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to go a couple hours over and then I'm going to smash uh, in and out. Um flying dutchman wrapped in onion tonight i'm staying away from the bread you know for the most part unless i'm eating pizza or something but yeah like cut it off like at like 10 10 or 11 pounds yeah yeah and then you know i'll I'll probably be at eight nine i'll probably be at nine by the time i eat i think and i'll gain two pounds back by eating a bunch but i think i'll burn those two pounds back off by the morning again you know, it's not like those pounds will be gained and I, I don't lose them again. I'll, I I think we really the way my body works, everybody's different. But I usually burn off what I eat. So if I'm 204 in the morning and I eat, you know, by the end of the day, I'm like 207. And then by the morning, I'm 204 again. You know, so like whatever ideal weight I want to be, it needs to be the morning weight. Because I'll gain two or three pounds throughout the day, but I'll always burn it back off. Um, and as long as I get to a certain weight, I should be good. 
Avocado. I like avocado, Matt. Don't tea. Yeah, it's kind of the same way. Avocado. Put it right on now. and put it off. Got an avocado right now with uh with some uh pep. Uh, what's it called? Pep? Not paprika. It's um. It might be called paprika. It's like like almost like a, a very like kind of kind of not spicy but like a hot like salt and pepper type of. Let's put that right on top of the avocado. Just, oh man, I was cooking my daughter, my three year old, some peas in the microwave. It was a bag of frozen peas, bro. Threw it in there, turned it on for five minutes, took it out. Those peas looked glorious. I, I I got them out of the bowl and she ate a little bit of it. And then you know a lot of times we'll throw away the leftovers. I put them all into a Tupperware. I threw a big bunch of butter on top while it was still hot and watched the butter melt all over the peas. The peas had butter all over them. And I put them in the, wow. the refrigerator and I said, "I'll be back for you, you boys tonight." I'm I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna try not to put yeah. on like seven pounds of eating, but I just I might just try bites of everything. I feel like I've been on Survivor. Uh, anyway, yeah. anything else? Uh, let me go over to Tra- Travis. You're live. Hey, um, yeah, when you do a, a fast with just water too, you're not like you're not drinking anything, so your blood sugar level and electrolytes and all that are just crashing through. You know. Yeah, I, I know. I know it feels like a failure to some, but it doesn't to me. I don't feel like I'm failing no, at all. I, I feel like it's well, just. It just try a challenge like and you figure out what works for you that's, yeah. that's what being healthy I mean fi- let's say I go fi- I'll probably go 52 hours I'm pretty sure that's my exact number will be 52 hours is hard like there's no there's no there's no shame in that I, I, and I don't know if Matt O and I want to discourage Matt O and peanut butter from going the distance if you guys can go the distance do it do it you're, you know especially if you're not going 8 7 8 miles a day I bet your body has a little bit more electrolytes in it Yep. Matto wants to see what he weighs in the morning. Uh, Matto and peanut butter, what hour are you at? I'm approaching 48 here in the next hour or so. I think uh, a little over an hour. I thought Kyron Williams would be solid his job. He w- would be sold his job the year before, says Birdman. Um, you guys got anything on on today's topics? Oh, here. Um, I was calling about. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say real quickly. Tyler says, "Would you give up Lamar for Fields and Devonte Smith in Dynasty?" That's interesting. I don't know. Lamar, Lamar for Fields and De- Devonte Smith. I think. In and out to your planet Uranus. What? What? Niners? In and out to planet Uranus. That comet goes to planet never, Uranus. Yeah. I've never had it. He goes to the planet known as Uranus. Yeah, I can't have it and have him on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to try it. You guys got to try it. It's so good if you ever... You're at 46 hours. Nice, Matto. Nice. That's awesome. 42 I'm for peanut butter. 42 hours for peanut butter. 46 for Matt O. Nice. I think they're stronger than Keep me right going. now. You guys are doing great. Yeah, especially with you running and all that. Kenobi says all 
all food goes to Uranus, which is accurate. Technically. <laughs> this is a good point, Kenobi. Eventually. Kenobi, you're a wise one. Uh, okay, go ahead, Travis. What were you going to say? And, and my answer to Tyler is that if you need, if you can't win with Lamar, I'd take the gamble on Fields and Devontae Smith. If you're good to go and you can already already win championships with Lamar, then maybe you just roll with it. But I think Devontae Smith is a big, big piece to add. And if you can't win, why not trade into Fields, who's it's not like they're one's going to last longer than the other. They're both kind of in that same territory of like how many how many handfuls of years are they going to play? Not like one or two years. Uh, go ahead, uh, Travis, whatever you're going to say. Um, I was going to about Pollard. Um, I, I think it was around the Super Bowl. He was saying something about how it took him until a certain point in the year to feel healthy. and um, True. Know, that, that could be a big factor just, just on the mental side of things. I still I still worry that, you know, maybe he's not able to be that, like, I don't know, bell power or whatever. We don't think he can use the bell power. He's going to catch the ball. And I guess there's different types of bell powers. But um, oh, I just wonder. I wondered all the last year if it was, you know, he was quote unquote healthy, but mentally, like you talk about with these guys with um, knee injuries, until you're confident, you're not going to be the player you can be. And I just wasn't sure if maybe that was a big factor in the last year. Yeah, maybe. Um, I just, when I saw him make that, that, miscalculation like he just was trying not to score it was so bad it was so bad it was literally it was literally it was literally like this it was he was here here's the pylon he had the ball the defender was here somehow right here he didn't score he cut back this way and just the defender meets him instead of just walking untouched into the end zone i just i didn't understand it maybe Maybe question everything about Pollard at that moment, but I do agree he looked better as he went on. I like Pollard, but maybe maybe we were wrong in that he he just wasn't every down back material. Um, he was very explosive in that spot duty, and you know somehow some way produces more yardage and stats that way than he does as the full time between the tackle guy. You know, I kind of, I kind of feel like that's what I love about Achan is that I don't think they're going to put him in the workhorse role. They'll keep him in the role he's at now, and the role he's at now is how he survives and becomes as good as he is going to become. Is there a little bit of uh, Tony Pollard risk with Achan? Probably because you know they they kind of have that yeah. same like, okay, well, are they if, when they get the shot? Are they going to be the full time back? Hold up, stay healthy, etc. But I have a feeling that Miami Mike's going to utilize him the same way he's been utilizing him, and I, I just think Achan could out 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 care. He could have more yards per carry than any running back in the National Football League by a mile, and get like half the carries and be just as good as most of them. So, yeah. Do Do you think well, the Dolphins bring in? rookie or someone else or do you think they just roll with most I mean why would you I mean why why wouldn't you late in the draft like you're talking the fourth fifth round you always draft a rookie running back or whatever but to draft a competitive player against A-Chan and Mostert Mostert's older he'll get hurt that's great for A-Chan in some respects because A-Chan will do what Gibbs did have like 
maybe a, a, a handful of games to the tune of like half a season where he's not the main guy, but he's still popping off and doing great. And then at some point, Mostert's not going to be able to be, you know, getting all the work. And there's other other backs there. This guy loves his, his Niner backfield. Um, I, I I think you you'd have somebody, but these people that say like draft Braylon Allen, draft Corum, draft like why no, why no. would you? Yeah, I don't understand that. Um, I think they draft somebody. I mean, not, like take, yeah, take someone later or sign a sign a guy. You know, some kind of flyer. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Just but to bolster I, the depth. Yeah, you never know. But I wouldn't. I think it's crazy. I think it's a waste of, of draft capital. Yeah, I saw Prime says 11 touchdowns on 130 touches. It's crazy. Yeah. H-Han is a bomb. Well, boys, uh, anything else? I'll probably be back tonight. You what? I think that's all I have. I'll... I'll be back for you covered, you covered bit, so. I got to do a dynasty video and I got to do a rumble. I got to try and do both tonight. So I might call it early so that I can try and do at least one of those, if not both of them tonight. Yeah. And by early, I mean, yeah. I mean, an hour and 15 minutes in. it's still, you know, yeah. plenty of a long show. All right. Uh, rock out. You got anything else, pal? Uh, I think I'm good. Appreciate it. All right, man. Call in tonight if you guys are around for the Dynasty Channel later. All right, guys. Appreciate everybody in here. 121 of you in here. Please punch the thumb up button on the way out the door. Please like and subscribe. Um, Subscribe if you're new. Please make sure you know that we're going on the Dynasty Channel tonight. Definitely the Dynasty Channel, but probably Rumble as well. Rumble.com slash the Fantasy Football Show. Links in the description of this video. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. Links in the description of this video. Uh, Should be going live on both of them, but definitely the Dynasty channel. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. Devon HN, please report to your shuttle to Saturn. Your shuttle is leaving. Prepare for departure. Touchdown probability high. We interrupt this program to bring you a special message from the Bruce's mother. Get Bijan. Bijan. Live Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, like this show right here, every Monday through Friday, live when big news breaks. And thank you for my uh, super chatters, Matt. And Beeman, appreciate both your super chats. You guys absolutely rock. Later, great Scott. Later, Birdman. Thanks, Trav and the mod moderator gang. Travis, appreciate you. Sick nasty if you're in here. Space Ricky, all you guys. Blackbeard, um, Vamp if he's here. Terry Roberts if he's here. Nissan, we'll see you later. Um, D Town, see you later. Matt Slater, see you later. Johnny M, Dustin, uh, Mustard, see you later. Mustard, Hod Prime, see you later, pal. Hoffman, we'll see you later. Uh, Jake, we'll see you later. DeBalt, we'll see you later, pal. Chef, we'll see you later. Deuces.